Alright, so, Geekers Hill continues again for the uh, 0.5 people who are listening. You're the real heroes here. I do have a bit of sad news. Uh, so, due to uh, time and life constraints, uh, David uh, has chosen to take a step uh, you know, away from the show and will no longer be no longer be a regular guest, so um, the remaining <laughs> the remaining point five of you that were listening just for David can uh, can all uh, I'll have to bleep that out. But you know what I said. <laughs> I do, however, have with me here tonight uh, Rin, who uh, who has graciously agreed to uh, sit and talk with me for a bit. Hello. So. Thank you for graciously inviting me to join with you. Anytime, anytime. I uh, I don't know exactly what uh, you know what all is going to happen from here on out. Obviously, that which was planned has been unplanned. <laughs> We're gonna see uh, tonight. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> it really is. It really is. So ostensibly, we are going to uh, to try and talk about our uh, our favorite D and D class tonight. Now, I say obsten- ostensibly because I I'm not very good at staying on topic. We all know this, but we'll find out. Well, and D and D is an entire universe of topics anyway. It really is. It really, really is. Uh, <laughs> there's. <coughs> Almost infinity. Uh, it feels like uh, you, um, like unit volumes of uh, content. Countably infinite possible discussion topics. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But there's really, uh, I I don't want to say there's nothing more core to D and D than the the classes, because uh, even because that's arguable. You know, that's one of the great things about D and D is almost everything's arguable. <laughs> the uh, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say that we're not gonna narrow it down to a single favorite class. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm just predicting <laughs> that right now. I'm gonna try real hard. I I'm just letting you know I don't believe in myself. I've already told Billy that um, I don't have a favorite class. Depending on the situation, literally any of them could be my favorite class. That's very true. That's very, very on uh, brand for for Rin. The only the only caveat to that is there's also the distinct possibility by the end of it, she'll have argued herself into there being a very distinct favorite, and she will vehemently, with all with all the strength that she can muster, argue for that class. Objectively, the best class. Clearly, Ranger. <laughs> PHB rules as written. Ranger. One hundred percent. Hot take. Hot take. Right out of the gate, guys. I I like my food spicy. <laughs> you do like. I I was I was over at Ren's house the other night. She cooked ramen, and I could smell my tongue burning from her bowl. Uh, yeah. It's the spice, spice, but yeah, no. So <laughs> Ranger, Ranger is one of those classes though, that kind of has the underdog feel going for it because when fifth ed at least first came out, Ranger was 
generally poorly, I think, received by anybody looking for an effective min-max build. It And out of all of the classes, I would argue, has kind of changed the most over the course of a fifth edition. Uh, just just for the set just by virtue of people trying to make it better <laughs> yeah i would agree with that and like even php og ranger like i mean yeah severely underpowered if you're outside of where the ranger's abilities you know work right but within that certainly as capable as any as capable as anybody else tasha's cauldron i think it was that released yeah tasha's definitely all of these definitely but buff the, the the ranger yes these optional abilities that replace the original ones mm-hmm. that did a lot to help balance yeah yeah it really did and you know you had mentioned being you know being within the realm of the the vanilla PHP Ranger's abilities. Excuse me. The the PHP Ranger actually kind of got done a little bit dirty simply by uh, virtue of their... Some of their best features aren't really uh, utilized uh, in most games mechanically. Rangers get some bonuses to exploration uh, checks and things. Mm-hmm. Which nothing else in the game has, you know, really access to. However, there's not. I I have seen very little uh, in the way of DMs utilizing those types of checks uh, or or any sort of exploration mechanic. It's just we want to find we want we want to find some goblins. You know, roll and see if you find goblins. Yeah, like. If you're sitting at a wargamer's table, OG Ranger is not the class you want to play. Right, yeah, no, for sure. And and that's and that's sad because it does have the the it does have flavor that or you know that was supposed to have been good. It just didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I've got <laughs> the Ranger class pulled up on the internet and like first level favorite enemy choose a favorite enemy from this list you have advantage on survival checks to track them intelligence checks to recall any information about them you learn an extra language associated with that favorite enemy at first level and again at 6th and 14th levels right like that's some really good flavor yeah if you're playing in a game heavy on exploration and roleplay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the roleplay potential for the Ranger is very high baked into its rules, which is cool. And, you know, if you if you roll your dice right and you, you pick if you you know you pick goblins and you roll up into the Lost Minds of Fendelver and you know, like level one, first things first, it's goblins. Uh, that bonus damage, like you're gonna feel real strong uh, for a while, because because favorite enemy, favorite enemy bonuses. Uh, Two turns in game. Yeah, 
pretty much. Uh, it like you'll feel you'll feel real good. You'll be like, why does everybody hate on the ranger? And then you'll start fighting something that's not goblins, and be like, oh, this is why. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a fighter, but worse. Right. Yeah. It's it literally is just worse fighter. The I don't know. I, they did. They did. They did Rangers dirty. That's all I can say. I don't want to say that they're not. What they're not one of my favorite classes because they are a wonderful <laughs> class, but they're not one of my favorite classes. <laughs> OG Ranger is definitely a solid class, like we said earlier. In its niche, yeah. The it, you know honestly, language barrier is something that I don't think it's played on enough in games. And I mean, I whenever I run. Lord knows, I mean, I don't, I don't, everybody speaks common because I don't, I don't think about it. A lot of people don't think about it. Uh, but, you know, next, next time I run a game, language barriers everywhere. Yeah. There's sure. no such thing as common. <laughs> <laughs> Just eliminate common altogether. Yeah, there's, there's no common. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that would go over. <laughs> I'm not sick. I have a chronic cough. <laughs> yeah, that's life. It's allergy season, guys. Also that. So, I will say, I, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not prepared to label it my favorite. the The class that I have found myself either utilizing pure or or multi classing with more than anything else is, you guessed it, barbarian. Because what doesn't Barbarian go with? <laughs> I mean, okay. Strict answer to that question. Anything dex-based. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, but. I would argue. Because unarmored defense does take your dex into account. So if you happen to have godlike stat rolls, you could... You could you could strength and dex, multi class rogue, and be a sneaky little bugger who just won't die. Okay, wield a rapier, and then use your dexterity anytime. Excuse me. Uh, anytime you need that rogue sneak attack, mm -hmm. and then use strength whenever you're raging. Yeah, or actually, just completely forego strength just dump stat strength put your second godlike stat into con have all the hp have all the con rolls just always use dex for everything like literally just take just take barbarian for the damage reduction <laughs> bear, bear totem is dumb bear totem is the dumbest shit to have rolled out of fifth edition perfect <laughs> I'm for anybody who doesn't know what bear totem does so when a bar so barbarian has a feature called rage and so rage basically says whenever you take regular slashing basically when you take regular damage you cut that damage in half it's fantastic bear totem barbarian is it's a subclass that you get at level three and it basically says now you cut all damage in half, even if it's magical. If you get set on fire, you cut that in half. Everything except psychic damage, you cut in half. So you know you, you take you take bear totem barbarian, 
and just at like three levels of bear totem barbarian and instantly double your HP for whatever class, whatever martial class you're using. Basically. Let's see. I was gonna... Okay. Yeah, a couple points of interest on rage. The rules as written, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. It does not specify non-magical. That's true. So, DM discretion, but rules as written. That's At level one, you can gain resistance to magical bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage. Which is nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Absolutely. Like, straight up, out of the gate, Barbarian is so good. And there are some other subclass options out there, honorable mentions being uh, the um, Path of the Ancestral Guardians. Meh. I'm less familiar with Ancestral Guardians, but I, I know it's like you can flavor the hell out of that. Yeah, basically. Great. Yeah, basically, you know, you you have ghosts that dance around you and help protect you and stuff. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't give you extra damage immunities or resistances, unlike Bear Totem. Uh, but you do eventually get the ability to, uh kind of help ta- uh, redirect damage for your party. Uh, it's it's a more flavorful and, and party-oriented uh, build. If you're like me and you can't roll for shit, Path of the Storm Herald uh, is also good because <laughs> it's just AoE damage. Uh, like, basically guaranteed a- AoE damage on top of your melee attack, so you're always guaranteed to do a little bit of something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh the and, and 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 really path of the storm herald is that's another one of those that's got a lot of flavor oh for sure and you know if you're role playing real hard like it not it's not min max for sure like it's not most efficient but it is I mean, uh, i'm a heavy role play, role play bitch anyway so like absolutely fair i am known to make suboptimal mechanical decisions and, yeah. In favor of narratively interesting ones. Fair. I uh, so I'm I'm actually playing in a game right now with some friends, and I was originally playing a Circle of Spores druid, just because I wanted to try being the the, the stoner druid. I was I was like an 80 year old dragon like <laughs> dragonborn circle like circle of the spores stoner like basically i found a, ma- a book of magical gardening tips and became a druid and that's fantastic walked around selling special brownies to people uh <laughs> and it was really funny because as i mentioned before i can't roll for shit like it's terrible but and so we we were in this cave and there were these like mis- huge mysterious mushrooms and we discovered they were poisonous. Oh, no. And so I I was like, I'm going to collect some of this poison. I'm the circle of spores guy. I'm going to get some of this, this, these, these spores, and I'm going to make some poison. Obviously necessary. Right. And so I, <laughs> I went up to the mushroom to try and collect some spores. And I rolled a one on my check. 
And yeah, so long, basically through a series of really poor roles, I nearly died to this mushroom. Somebody, somebody had to come save the circle of spores druid from the spores. It was really quite embarrassing. That's tragic. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually that character made it, met its end. The gargoyle tossed him off a, you know, a hundred foot tower and he was already injured. And like you do. went splat. I rolled a one on my death saving throw. Uh, the first one. And if you don't know, you get, if you get three fails on your death saving throws, you die. And, and that one counts for two deaths. Yeah. For two, for, for two death saves. And two death saves. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, our, our paladin was, so two of us got thrown off. We went in, we went into death saving throws. We were too far away for healing word or anything like that. And like I said, my first one was in that one. So I was in a bad way. Our paladin threw himself off the tower thinking he could survive it because he's a paladin. He's got a good amount of HP thinking he could survive the fall damage. And do some heals. Well, that didn't quite work out. Uh, he <laughs> uh, was bad, also badly injured. Uh, he did manage to stabilize the other guy. Uh, but the barbarian, the bear totem Goliath barbarian with like functionally 120 HP. At what level? Uh four or five. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. That's a stupid amount of HP. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> refused to, to, to stop fighting the gargoyles long enough to come save the entire party. And so I failed my last death save. And uh, actually, no. So that's right. That's right. The, the paladin also went into death saves. But there were some friendly creatures near. There was some friendly lizard folk nearby who came up and poured potions down down the party. They didn't make it to me in time. Didn't make it to you. Yep. So, but anyway, so the 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 barbarian stayed. The bear totem barbarian stayed up top and finished off the gargoyles by himself. And uh, yeah, so that character died. Uh, and I, my next character was a um, a. Barbarian druid multi-class. Uh, I named him Grimlock. And he, he's a Warforged. And so the whole shtick is I'm eventually going to hit a high enough level I can start turning into dinosaurs. And I just, I talk in third person and it's just like the Autobot dinosaur from the original Transformers cartoons. And yes. just this really aggressive like i've got five <laughs> levels in barbarian so i've got my multi-attack and all the damage reduction and stuff and uh and then i've got my wild shape which just it's it's a lot of hp to try to for people to try to chew through i still can't roll for shit so i'm not doing a whole lot of damage but <laughs> it, he's a fun character if you don't know a warforged is basically a robot so uh i i'm basically a transformer i can turn into animals and uh which is a an absolutely badass way to flavor that yeah and so i actually have i, I bought all the um expand like the board game and all the expansions for um the horizon zero dawn board game and one of the expansions was the forbidden wilds which comes with the frost claw the the, the ice bear 
Okay. And so... Frozen Wilds? Uh, yeah. I think that's what it was called. As opposed to Forbidden West. Right, as opposed to Forbidden West. The okay. Frozen Wilds was the expansion for the first game. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... The one of the one of the best things you can turn into at uh, at love when you get your your druid uh, subclass, if you take Circle of the Moon, you get to turn into bigger, better animals. So one of the best things you can turn into is a brown bear. In size large, the frost claw just so happens to come <laughs> on a base that basically is a large D and D base. You know, size for a large creature takes up four squares. It's a robot bear. I'm like. Bet. So I've been, I've started painting that to, to use for that. And hopefully I won't get it finished in time to die and have to make a whole new character. <laughs> Please live long enough to use it. Right. Um, it's, it's pretty great. I, 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 I enjoy it anyway. What, a, what, a, what, a, what about you? What's I, we have, we have played together a, a little bit. I have seen some of some of your your go to your go to themes, but what what's 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 in your heart? Well, I have played nowhere near the amount of D anD D that I want. <laughs> Who has right? So, <coughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> where's the lie though? <laughs> um. So yeah, you. You have DM'd the only 5th edition game that I have been a player for. Okay. Um, so you've seen me play a Great Old One Warlock mm-hmm. and a Wildfire Druid. Yep. And loved both of those. I... Admittedly, I, because he was my first 5th edition character, I did not write my warlock well. I mean, it felt good to me. I, I was, he felt boring to me. Okay. And that is entirely my fault because I am the one who created him. But, uh. Now, after he died, and like that fight especially, because that was amazing. Um, like, just open up an entire library of, oh shit, I will now, just the circumstances around that fight, I will never get to explore that. Right. And... Now he's dead. Now he's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Don't know what you have until it's gone. (laughs) That's about the way of it. Um, But my wildfire druid that uh, you let me roll up after that was... I really enjoyed playing her. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing the warlock too. I just, I am role play heavy, and I wrote him. I felt narratively boring. Me, fair, fair enough. It's 
I don't want to say it's easy to do, but it's fifth edition. So any any edition of D anD D, the first time because <laughs> it was your first, it was your first fifth edition character. Mm-hmm. Any any edition of D anD D when you play it the first time, you never like, even if you kind of like looked over the rules, you never really know how something's going to be. Like, like once you played for a little while, you kind of like, you're kind of like, I can envision what this would will look like, feel like, so on and so forth. But yeah, no, he, which, like I said, I never, I never felt that you did a poor job role playing, uh, Alvern, but I mean, you, this is not the first time you, you, you've expressed that, that he was not as interesting as you had hoped, which I'm glad you, I'm glad you found new life for him in his afterlife. <laughs> I I did. Um, so, just just briefly, um, Great Old One Warlock had a uh, magical device like Eldritch Puzzle Contraption thing that he received from a member of a cult that I believe worshipped his patron. Or served it in some capacity. Some, yeah, yeah, or so something to that effect. It was maybe not solely uh, his patron, but but yes, your patron was was amongst the the cult's devotion. Okay. So he was dead by the time we would have gotten to explore this cult in depth. So, yeah. So that's why Billy is filling me in now. Yeah, so it, it once again for those of you who are not in the know, a great a great old one warlock is basically a I don't want to call him a wizard or a sorcerer, but basically a magic user who draws their power from a, a contract they made with basically a Cthulhu esque entity from the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, so um, there was a a mysterious cult that like sadly did not get explored. The it was not um, immediately. We ne- we never really got around to solidifying who their devotions were to, um, if it was singular, if you know, or, or any of that. Uh, but but yeah, no. I had so much planned for Alvin. <laughs> we were so close to to really cool things for Alvin. <laughs> and then (laughs) and then he finally solved this puzzle and Billy had me make a I think it was a wisdom save yeah because I so I I started playing in 3.5 back when there was such a thing as a will save and I was like make a will save and they pointed out there's no such thing in 5th edition and I was like, well, shit, fine, wisdom, that's the closest thing. <laughs> so yeah, wisdom was a wisdom save. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I rolled... I don't remember what I rolled exactly. I know I rolled very poorly. Yeah, it wasn't I don't a... remember if I rolled a nat one or not. I don't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a nat one. You just, I don't think. I think you just failed to save. Okay. So... So Alvarin, the warlock, 
has this vision of this creature that was sealed inside this contraption. And the, they have a brief exchange. And then the creature is like, well, it's fucking time now. And he possesses my body and fights the party. And Billy very graciously allowed me to pilot Possessed Alvarin, which was a fun as hell battle. It, it, it was, it was <laughs> honestly fantastic. It truly was. And it was a magnificent end. The rest of the party didn't realize they had gotten me down to one HP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then our cleric is like, Guiding Bolt, fifth level. And... and this, which does double damage against aberrations because it's radiant damage. And she rolled a nat 20 on the attack roll. Which doubled it again. So obviously, <laughs> well north of my max HP. So when you when you um, in previous editions you could go to negative HP. In fifth edition, when you hit zero, you basically stop. Like you you go into into death saves. Unless unless you would be reduced to your max HP, but negative. If that happens, you just die outright, and. And Little Bo Peep killed me outright. Yeah, my wife names all her characters after uh, fairy tale characters. It's cute as hell. And Little Bo Peep <laughs> carrying around her scythe. <laughs> her fucking war scythe. Just for her death god. Yep. She. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> she started off. She started off worshiping uh, Dienkecht. Uh, which is um, a god of of life. Um, he, which um, yeah, okay. Irish Gaelic god of I want to say healing and medicine. Yes, there we go. She was a life cleric. Yes, she was a life cleric. Somewhere along the way, uh, they encountered um, demon servants of the god of undeath, uh, or well, the. Uh, <laughs> You know, the demon of, of undeath, Orcus. One step short of being a god. Has previously been a god. Been there, done that. He's got the t-shirt. <laughs> uh, and she made a... She made a He's got enough shit to do without the godhood. Right, yeah. And so... She and a couple of other party members made a pact with Orcus for additional power in exchange for... Um, battling a common enemy. Uh, there was a bit of conflict between her original patron and the new patron. They eventually worked something out. <laughs> and so she had, she was a dual patron cleric. Uh, she was a, she was a dual patron life cleric with a, um, uh, undeath sugar daddy, <laughs> basically. And, uh, she, she called down an orbital, orbital laser beam cannon, uh, on poor Alvarin. Uh, which I think I think you may have hit one of the, one of her animals or something. I can't remember. There was there was something that prompted her to to Mac to just throw everything at you. Yeah, she went nuclear for a reason, and I don't quite remember what that reason. Yeah, was. I don't I don't know either. Aim, 
Amy was prone to hoarding animals uh, in the game. She had a couple of dire wolves that she had. Uh, they 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 had originally been goblin mounts, and so she took over riding those, and then she stole a few animals from a stable one time. A lion and a velociraptor. Yeah. Yep. You know, normal stable <laughs> animals. Yeah, normal stable animals. <laughs> uh, that that was also funny. Our barbarian, played by David, uh, our our half work barbarian bought a velociraptor <laughs> from the stable. Amy went back that night, killed everyone there, and s- took what she wanted. Our, including a baby owlbear. <laughs> our life cleric, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the record, she changed her own alignment. Orcus had nothing to do with that. Oh, mercy. Orcus was like, Orcus was just like, yes, we will corrupt the cleric. And then one of the demons brings up a mirror and is like, hey, boss. And it just plays out the scene of the, the slaughter in the stable. And he's just like, damn. Oh, shit. What if I go into pack room? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Check am, it out. Am I a great Olwen cleric now? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was good times. Crazy times, but good times. Um, oh, come on. I can't remember. Not the great old one. The, uh, the warlock with the patron from hell. Infernal? Um. A fiend. Yes, fiend. Yes. Yep. So, but yeah, so your, your, uh, your wildfire druid. Wildfire druids were not in the original PHB. Correct. They were they were a subclass that came along later. Thomas Cauldron. Yep, and they they're actually really cool. Like they're they they have this neat balance of both flavor and like like actual good game stats. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring a lot of utility to the party, and they just shine in general. I'm going to heal and set shit on fire. Yep, that's what I do. Sometimes you heal by setting shit on fire. Yeah. So, and once again, here I go. Uh, Druid might be another one of my favorites. <laughs> Druid is really cool. There's, there's got to be several really cool subclasses. Originally, I, I really felt like Circle of the Moon was really the only way to go. You get, you do get some cool utility stuff from Circle of the Land, uh, and. And Circle circle of the Shepherd, not so much. Uh, I don't feel like. But Circle of the Land, you got some cool utility stuff. Uh, but it, it always felt like Circle of the Moon was just the way. And then Tasha's came out, and suddenly you had... Spores and Wildfire. Yeah, and I was like, oops, all bangers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <coughs> it was just good good stuff. Do you, do you remember... So, <clears throat> I, wrote, I wrote a handful of... Fiction, like short stories for our our world that we were playing through. I, I homebrew everything because I don't have the. I'm too ADHD, I guess, to to run a, a pre made. I just because by the end of it, it doesn't look anything like the original, so the book's worthless. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, uh, you remember you remember the the one uh, that I wrote about the plague doctors. 
I don't. I remember reading it, but I don't remember any of the details. Okay, I'm sorry. that's fine. The uh, so I did plan a follow up to to that short story that did feature a wildfire druid because I, I just I fell fall in love with wildfire druids. I never have written it. Maybe one day I will. That's fair. <laughs> I'll have I'll have chat I'll have I'll have chat GPT write it for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I won't even I won't even tell it what was in the original story. I'm just going to ask it to write the sequel to the story that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm going to feed you this this short story, and I want you to give me another one, a sequel to it. Sound good? Exactly. But, so, oh, I'm trying to, I haven't played too terribly many of the classes in 5th edition. i tell you who's not my favorite. Okay. Bards. Oh, come on. <laughs> Bards are fine. They are not. They are they are all little whores down to a man <laughs> slash woman, and we all know it. <laughs> even even the most even even the most upright and like dedicatedly non non sexual bard is really just waiting for their chance to fuck a dragon. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Number one, to be fair, a dragon. Dude, come on. I mean, how many chances are you going to have? I'm like, I'm no scaly, but come on. <laughs> Let's get real. And number two, you heard it here first, folks. Non-binary bards are fine. <laughs> Only men and women are so terrible. Yeah, yeah. So actually, so... Our group, uh, being the mature adults that we are, uh, <laughs> yep. they, and I'm going to say they, because I wasn't involved. That definitely. There was lots of dick jokes, lots of, uh, uh, you know, uh, innuendo jokes. They got thrown around for, for a hot minute. And so the gods saw fit to make a little change. And after that, nobody in the world had genitals. Just. Wiped out all that stuff. Babies appeared uh, as a curse from the gods. <laughs> One morning you woke up and there was a kid and you were just cursed with a child. And sex doesn't exist. Yep, no sex doesn't exist. Not that that stopped us from <clears throat> making sex jokes. No, it really didn't. It didn't help. It did absolutely nothing. No. Didn't even slow it down. <laughs> I was Honestly, like, probably exacerbated. Yeah, I was like, it'll cut it by a percentage. Nah, was wrong. It'll cut it by negative 20%. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So, uh, banning sex just makes more sex. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now, bards... Bards are actually really cool um, buff characters. Uh, they're, they're really excellent for party utility. Uh, while they do have a reputation, they they can be played in a variety of ways and role played very well. They just they just have a very bad reputation. <laughs> they also, uh, well, of course, jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. Anything that I'm not proficient with 
let me just go ahead and add half my proficiency bonus. Yeah. They just they they get to <coughs> they get to cheat a little bit. And also <clears throat> at each of 10th, 14th and 18th levels, they can pick two spells from any spellcaster list and treat them as bard spells. Yep. Yep. So, you really want to play bard, but you really want access to the wish spell? That's not a problem. The fact that wish is not on the bard spell list literally does not matter. It does not. Yep. Bards bards are whores in every sense. (laughs) You know what? That's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. It is fine. So we are we're coming up on the end of our time here. Okay. Do you have any last minute classes that you want to claim as your favorite? <laughs> okay. So celestial sorcerers. Okay. Rock yes. pretty hard. Yeah. I've never got to see one on the table, but I'd like to. Play a or DM for us a sequel game, and um, and I've I've got one waiting. Can do. Let's see. Who else was I going to say? Blade Singer Wizards. Those are really cool. Blade Singer Wizards are cool. Love, I have played one of those. <clears throat> uh, love me a full caster that is not. I was going to say that is not useless in uh, melee combat, but. Like, if you handle them right, can really excel. Because I'm a basic bitch, give me a champion fighter. Okay, yeah. Um, Love those expanded crit ranges and that uh, dual fighting style. Mm, Yes. Artificer. Battlesmith Artificer. So good. Like, dude, you can... Bat, like on paper, see, see, I knew it. <laughs> Battlesmith Artificer, though, like on paper, like I've never, I've not played one, but on paper, holy lord, yes, and heaven forbid they multi-class, just Lord of mercy. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm gonna throw out a couple hot takes. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna throw out one more solid. Okay. And then. And then hot takes. So the last solid one on my list, Path of the Beast, Barbarian. Okay. Okay. Um, every time, every time you rage, let me just uh, make my hands into claws. Yep. And <clears throat> can attack with each of them yep. every time I attack, which means that. When I hit 5th level then, and I get the extra attack as a barbarian, Mm -hmm. every time I attack, I attack with both of them. Yep. So that's 4 attacks. That's 4d6 damage. Are they d6s or d8s? I don't remember. I don't remember mm, offhand. It's not important. No, but still, still that's that's really good, like like minimum damage comparatively. It's so good. So yeah. hot take number one. <clears throat> okay. Berserker Barbarian. Yeah. Um, you know, mechanically, 
not great. Mm -hmm. If you want to use that frenzy ability, you gain a level of exhaustion. Which can eventually kill you if you do it enough times. Yes, and it's it's awful. And in the hands... It's something you want to dissuade new players from playing. Because that is bad in a way that a new player is not going to readily identify. Right. Honestly, people who've been playing for a while don't... A lot of people just don't encounter exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, exhaust what? It's fine, I'm a barbarian. Yeah. You gain levels of exhaustion by not resting, and Mm -hmm. there's like one or two spells that inflict it. Yep, and there might be one spell in the entire game that that removes levels of exhaustion. And it is greater restoration. Yep, or wish, I guess. Yeah. But if you use wish on that, then you deserve death. (laughs) Okay, to be fair... Casting Greater Restoration requires an expensive material component that is consumed upon casting. Okay. Which means that you can't replace that with a component pouch or a spell focus. True. You have to have the component. Yeah. Wish does not require that. You can just Greater Restore and it's done. That's that's fair. It is a ninth level spell slot, but still. Yeah. So, oh, but if you play it right, it's it can be really narratively interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It just. And I will make suboptimal <laughs> mechanical decisions for the sake of an interesting narrative. Would yeah yeah, and that's and that's kind of the thing is that when you do use frenzy, it's good. Like it's a really good ability. You get, like, extra attacks and stuff, like, it's good. Uh, it's just, it's one of those abilities that you can't actually use very often. Like, on special occasions. Like, right. like anime power-up moment. Yeah, like, <clears throat> like go back to, um, go back to Saiyan Saga Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. It's your Kaioken. Yep, 10 out of 10. That's exactly what that is. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, And then my last hot take is only a hot take because it's Billy I'm talking to. Don't you say it. (laughs) Don't you say it. I I can't help it. I like a well-played paladin. No! Right in the family jewels. Billy is dead. This is this is my podcast now. This was all a clever assassination. Go snap! I'm I'm back, guys. Oh goodness. Oh dear. But yeah. Oh, okay. If Ed removes the uh, lawful stupid. I mean lawful good. Yep. Uh, alignment restriction. It is it is technically true. People don't seem to have realized that, but but yes. Paladin would be better in general if if more people learned that you don't have to play a paladin like a really stupid cop. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. <clears throat> if you're familiar with the culture, you've seen you you know the trope. Like we don't we don't, 
it's tiring to think about. <laughs> What's more infamous than the bard sleeping with everything? Uh, the paladin. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I will acknowledge that that in 5th ed, paladins can be played many more different ways and so much better. I still... I still? Still, I still have a, a long-lasting grudge and hatred for them. And the entire... Uh, and the entirety of the lawful uh, alignment axis. Uh, so... <laughs> You're allowed. Everyone uh, has their preferences. <clears throat> indeedy they do. Indeedy they do. Ha 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 ha. I didn't do it on purpose, I swear. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and and, and, and and yakking with me for a while. Anytime, and thank you for having me. Not a problem. Uh, I have uh, if as long as as long as we keep putting up episodes, I'm sure you'll be back. Maybe even next time. <laughs> Who knows? I would love to. Uh, we we are on the hunt for a for either a new permanent host or a stable of uh, of willing uh, rotating hosts. So uh, hopefully expect more different uh, voices in the future, uh, but expect some of the oldies. Uh, and I might even, I might even drag David back occasionally. Maybe. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. <clears throat> I'm glad one of us does. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Love you, David. Miss you. You've always got a spot here at the table. But until next time, guys, this has been Geek Trusil. I'm Billy. That's Bryn. Hi. Peace.